Good morning and welcome to the Only One Shot Golf Podcast. My name's Jim Gallagher. Appreciate you listening and uh, let us know what you think of our podcast. You can get uh, check us out uh, and, and email us at onlyoneshotgolf at gmail.com. Let us know what you think. Uh, we appreciate everybody that's been listening. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, I want to also send out a special thanks to Steve Azar for allowing us to use his music. And uh, check out Only One Shot Golf uh, anytime and anywhere where you get your podcasts. All right, we had so much fun in part one with Steve Burkowski. Let's go into part two and talk a little bit more college golf. So let's see, uh, get some of his insight on college golf, uh, both on the men's and women's side and where he's got planned for the next uh, uh, part of the season. So let's uh, get Steve back on the line uh, with part two. But let's talk a little women's golf, college golf. You mentioned Rosang. You mentioned Stanford. Man, they have finished no worse than second this season. They continue to build teams. Uh, what's the, been some of the keys to their success uh, to continuing this track that they're on? You know, what Ann Walker has done for, we'll call it almost a decade, winning that national title in 15 with Mariah Stackhouse and Lauren Kim, I, I believe she has modeled, and this is just my opinion, she's never said this, uh, what Dan Brooks did at Duke and mm-hmm. continues to do. Dan's been there 38 years, seven national titles, a elite institution with high academic standards that, and they both told me, let's say there's 10 blue chippers out there. I can probably only go after two or three because the other seven just won't meet the requirements to get into the school. So they're going to a much smaller Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, I mean, it's been dynamic watching what Ann has done. And I think success, you know, breeds success. So they got things going. And then you back it up with um, Alvin Valenzuela and Andrea Lee. It was great to see Andrea get to the winner's circle on the LPGA Tour. And then, oh, by the way, well, here's Roseng. Here's Rachel Heck. Here's Megagane. You talked about it. C- kids text now. <laughs> hey, yeah. what's it like? How's Ann? Is she great? And, and Ann, I think, does it a lot like Dan of hands off. Like, I'm there when you need me, but my preparation and your preparation has been done before we ever step on the first seat. I love it. We don't, we don't always see that, Jim, from nope. every coach. And I get it. Certain people need to have maybe a little bit more of their hand held. Not the biggest fan of that, but I get it at crucial moments. Sometimes you just need that. Um, so I think she has created young women that understand it. Obviously, Dr. Condoleezza Rice, uh, a big part of that. She's mm-hmm. a, uh, a mentor, and, and I know there are several uh, people that uh, on that team that have her as an advisor. So when you get to pick the brain Jeez. of Dr. Condoleezza Rice, uh, it's remarkable. So it, we saw it last year. They were better than everyone else. They showed it. They had a perfect ball. They slipped up uh, earlier this spring because Rachel Heck and Brooks say not in the lineup. Haven't been able to connect with them even going back and forth. Um, because it's very similar to me of what happened last year. Rachel Heck, quite honestly, got mono uh, around Anwa, was fatigued from playing too much. Brooks say had gotten a, a concussion. They were injured in February and March, but they were already in May. I don't know the reasons those two have not been in the lineup, but without those two in the lineup, that then opens the door for an Oregon, a San Jose State, a Wake Forest, um, 
but they're all led by Rose Zhang. She's won four out of five events so far as a sophomore. She won four last year. What excites me about her, uh, and I have been around long enough because the greatest college season that I ever witnessed, and I believe is just the greatest period, was Lorena Ochoa in 2002, the 01-02 season. She played 10 events at the University of Arizona. She won the first seven, Gah. came in second Came in second at conferences, wins regionals, comes in second at NCAAs. So an 80% winning percentage. She won eight of 10 and came in second in the other two. And you could not dislike her. She was that nice of a person. And I see a lot of those same things with Rose. Uh, seemingly impervious to the pressure. Um just better than everyone else. And that's not a knock on Rachel Keith no. or Ingrid Lindblad. It, it's, it's one of these special moments that I sit here and I watch this young lady and I say, goodness gracious, I, I'm not sure I've seen anyone since Lorena that just goes to the tee, her bad rounds of 73, her good rounds of 69, and if things are clicking, she can go shoot 7-8 under. It, it's it's been fun to watch. Uh, I'll be intrigued with NIL opportunities. Does she say, I know she loves college. You get the sense that if she keeps running at this pace, uh, and I seldom would say it, you'd almost be like, I don't want to see you leave, but let me walk you to the door because there's nothing else you can do here. Well, that's, that's what I would say. I, I hate to see kids leave early, but if you're winning everything and you're dominating, that's the time. Uh, some of them leave a little too early because they really don't have anywhere to go. And I, that leads me to the question. Uh, we've seen the guys have the PGA Tour U. There's got to be a way to have something for the ladies uh, to be able to get to the LPGA or even uh, some access to the LPGA like they do in the men's side. Do you see that coming in the future or hopefully coming in the future? Yeah. I, I hope so. Sign me up. I'll support it. I'll do whatever I can. Uh, year three of PGA Tour U, we're already seeing uh, David Thompson yep. from Georgia had a chance to win. Kids coming through that program, uh, how do we keep the best players from going to the Challenge Tour or you know going to other uh, entities that exist out there now uh, in the game of golf? And now they've created this accelerated program that if you get to 20 points, doing X, Y, and Z, you're automatically on the tour. The number one person on PGA Tour U goes to the tour. They've come up with something that I said three years ago was a game changer. I still believe that. And now they've fine-tuned it. They have not been afraid to say, we got to act quickly. And I'll be honest, like you look at Eugenio Shikara, yeah. a player at Oklahoma State, he leaves school, he goes to live golf. They cannot afford to have, let's just say Gordon Sargent as an example, mm -hmm. get offered a big paycheck. Well, am I headed to PGA Tour Canada or am I going to take all this money? I'm not saying he would. I, I'm not saying those discussions ever happen. As an example, if you want to continue to try to get the best, uh, they've come up with a plan. I hope the women in the LPGA do something similar. At least they refined the Q series yep. of you've got to make a determination before that final stage. You're either going 
or you're or you're not. Uh, and a couple of gals did, and a couple went back to school because we saw so many teams get blown up mid-season. I oh, yeah, that, that was bad. A few years ago. Yeah, that was terrible. That you was know, terrible for guilty. the teams. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. And even if they and get some Epson, even if they get some Epson starts, uh, something there's got to be a way of doing. It. I've heard them talk about it, uh, and and it's been brought up by coaches and players, and I think it would be a great, uh, a great thing for them to have because there's there's so much depth in in the women's game. As you said, Stanford's dominating, but you mentioned some teams: LSU, Wake Forest, Oregon, South Carolina, Mississippi State's having a good season. I mean, the Pac-12 have six teams, I think, in the top 25. SEC have eight. Uh, ACC strong, Big 12. So on the women's side, it's it's pretty strong. But, you know, Stanford's kind of standing apart from it. Let's transfer over to the guys. That's a little more maybe, I don't know if it's parity or whatever, but, man, Vandy, North Carolina, Texas Tech now, Pepperdine just won. Uh, there's so many teams. Arizona State, I can go on and on. Uh, it, it's so tight. But I think this is the year that – Vandy has got to – I mean, I talked to Mark Loomis, who we work with with the Golf Channel, and I know he's a Vandy alum, but Scott Limbaugh has done an incredible job. You mentioned Gordon Sargent, but is this the year maybe Vandy wins that national championship? Uh, boy, you would think so. Um, they're built for this year when you look at the lineup, and the same can be said of North Carolina. Right. They're built to win this season. That doesn't mean they can't win it next year or the year after. North Carolina right now, Austin Greaser, a little bit of a injured hand, uh, going to be out for a few weeks, should be all right come postseason. Uh, I certainly think they'll need him to make a run. But um, to me, those two teams have clearly separated themselves from the next tier uh, of players. And that, that doesn't mean that Oklahoma, Texas Tech, a handful – Florida, I'm intrigued by my Gators. Two wins to kick off the spring. Let's see what they do in Vegas. They're built to win this year with three seniors and Yushin Lin, uh, Fred Biondi, and Ricky Castillo. But uh, there's always been more parity in the men's game. I think that's just how the numbers have have sort of broken down. But, uh, man, if Scotty doesn't win this year, He'll be, he'll be scratching his head. But he had a great quote, uh, Brentley Romine and I. We did our uh, college golf uh, talk podcast last night, and it was paraphrasing of we're the hunted. you got to keep fighting. you got to keep clawing. You can't accept this is enough. You know, it's just that old-school coach speak of, like, let's go. Let's go. we got to work twice as hard now. And, you know, you look at – Paul Sherwood, Reed Davenport, Jackson Van Paris is in the lineup now. Gordon Sargent is the best player in college golf. Uh, Wells, boy, Willi- Wells Williams, play- the freshman from Mississippi from over in West Point under VJ Trolio. Yeah. Uh, he's had two great finishes this you know spring so far. He's played well. He's He was a top five or ten recruit in the country. So now they're so deep. That's the thing. you got like Reed Davenport and these guys. They're having to qualify. Uh, just to make the traveling squad. I think that – and that's yeah. one thing I always talk to these coaches. They like to kind of keep that going. They kind of feel like the time they get to March, they've got their team set. But these guys are having to qualify. These are some of the best players in the country. I think that's great. Oh, phenomenal. It goes back to what I said. Go earn it. Go earn it. Go figure it out. You know, whether it's my wife would win a race, well, what can I do to, to win it by more? Like, you can't – you can – prod that you can try to develop it but it's those special ones that 
will say, let's go. I'll give you a perfect example. So uh, Austin Greaser, uh, we talked about him, North Carolina. They opened up at Olympia Fields, I believe. Didn't play well. Team struggled. Just wasn't maybe reading too many press clippings, you know, of, oh, we're the team to beat. And a couple of the kids, because they can go six, seven, eight deep there in Chapel Hill. Um, Andrew DiBattetto, the head coach, said they had a quick turnaround to the next tournament. And they said, I'm keeping the same five. Because he said internally, I didn't want to lose their confidence. Let's shake off the rust and go. And a couple of the non-starting five said, well, why is that? You guys just finished 13th. Why don't we get a chance? And Austin Greaser stood up, said, 8 o'clock tomorrow morning, I'll play you for my spot. Yeah. How's that? <laughs> that's, that's what you want. That's leadership. Austin had everything to lose. Yeah, he had everything to lose, nothing to gain. But he said, you want a shot? I'll see you on the first tee tomorrow, and if you beat me, you're going to the next tournament. Well, Austin took care of business, but it's a leader. It showed that, okay, we're in this together, but there are no free passes. I mean, that's, that's what I love to hear. I want that individual man or woman to say, let's go. I'm going to run through a brick wall for you, even though it's golf. <laughs> it's not football, but you know what I mean? No. I, I just love that. Everything you get, you got to earn. Um, you know, so many, as I quickly pivot, people say, oh, can you give me advice in TV and this and that? I said, there's no secret sauce. Roll up your sleeves, say yes to everything, show up early, leave late, yeah. volunteer for anything possible, and that might only get you in the door, and it might not. And some get it, and some look at me like, oh, I said, nothing's changed. Yes, there's social media, there's the internet, this, that, and the other, but you got to go get things. Uh, th th this is a world where I think too many individuals go to college coming from a family situation where everything's been done for. And I think ultimately um, those are the ones that, that, uh, that struggle. But, um, yeah, gosh, you got to think Vandy – uh, the Tar Heels, Texas Tech, as you said, with Luke Bigaberg, he won the prestige yep. out uh, in California. Pepperdine got it done. Um, Arizona State might dynamic. be Arizona State if they can get to the Greyhawk with their with the crowd and the fans behind them could be. I don't know if they're as deep as they've been, but they could be a factor because I and you've covered it. I think it's a little bit different. I think that's why we're seeing these coaches go all over the country with their schedules, playing different grasses, but I think they're trying desert golf is a lot different than people really understand and there is an advantage. Uh, that's why Melissa Llewellyn at Auburn, their team did so well last year. She was at Arizona State for so many years. I think learning how to play desert golf could be the factor when it gets down to the NCAA at Greyhawk. No, that's a great call, and you're seeing more tournaments pop up out there in that vicinity. Uh, and, I, and ASU intrigues me because their lineup changes. But when we had them at Pepperdine's event, Preston Summerhays was the only player from the starting five of yeah. last year's team that made a run. You had a couple of graduate. You had – uh, David Pooge go to live, uh, but they've got Luke Potter, great freshman from California, bias stairs back and forth, trying to figure out his game. But Matt Thurman has also sort of reloaded, hasn't had that lull that I honestly was, I was expecting and it still could happen. Mm -hmm. um, but he, he knew it. 
He knew that Greyhawk had a three-year run to host the NCAs. Now everyone says it's their home course. It's not their home course. They don't play it a lot. But certainly they're out there, so they do play it. Um, He he knows after this year, okay, they're going to La Costa. It's a different animal. Um, And he's he's had every chance to to win two, and it just hasn't quite materialized. But, um, you know, with with Potter and, and Summer Hayes, uh, Myostas, uh, the other uh, newcomer I forgot about, talented beyond belief. So um, I like that. But you can come up with six, eight, ten legitimate teams. Uh, and they'll, they'll probably be a 18th-ranked team or a 24th-ranked team, maybe you know just squeaking out of regionals that will find their way in a match play. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you, can, if you can give me Vandy and North Carolina – uh, that Wednesday, what would that be? May 31st. Um, I'll bring some popcorn for everyone and we can sit and watch a hell of a match. <laughs> I told you all he knows everything about college golf. He has just reeled off this. I didn't give him any questions. He just reeled this off. What's your opinion? Cause we used to like the SEC, as I know this so much, you know, as you do, uh, the SEC, they each school hosted. What's your opinion now that they've gone to Greyhawk for three years, then they're going to Lacoste? Do you like that better than maybe going to uh, the school that hosts at their home school uh, golf course? Do you like the fact that they're kind of staying at some spot, uh, maybe more out west for more TV coverage? I'm sure that's part of the, the in the equation. Yeah, it's a prime time initiative. You know, I think we saw that at what '08 Tory Pines Tiger U.S. Open that. Oh, wow, we can watch golf on Father's Day at 7 or 8 o'clock that night. Uh, obviously, we go Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. It's, there was a lot of, whoa, what are we doing? We're giving Arizona State and Arizona you know, a free run. I'll be candid. I hoped, and I'm not rooting against them, and I told them, we did not need to see Arizona, Arizona State win national championships in year one or maybe even year two. Because if, let's, say, let's say it was a clean sweep for, for uh, the Sun Devils. Oh, well, home, home course advantage. That's yeah. just why we can't do it. So in a bigger, long-lasting view of the right way to go about it, um, I think that was good. But ASU was, uh, you know, made match play, so it brought fans out. I'm good with it. I think the initial thought among others was College World Series in Omaha. Let's create a destination. I love college golf. You love college golf. 10,000 people are not going to show up at a college golf event. No, no, no. That's just kind of – it's kind of what it is. Uh, I'll be intrigued to see if La Costa is a different dynamic, at least when ASU was in the mix. You had a thousand people out there, you know, mm-hmm. uh, but then you go back to your other side of the question. When Oregon won in 2016, still the greatest scene I've ever seen in college golf of Oregon, Texas playoff, Taylor Funk, Solman Raza, 2,500 people running up and down the fairways, the kitchen, uh, the chef of the kitchen climbing out yeah. of the second story window onto the roof to be able to see it. We got Lucky, quite simply. Oregon hosted, certainly a, a little bit of an advantage, uh, and the home team won. Um, I just don't know if there are enough great university courses that A, could host it, or B, would want to host it. There's True. certainly five, six, seven we could come up with. Um, 
But then I think you'd still get people, oh, why are we going to the Southeast again? You know why? Because they've got the money. And they've got a course that now that we do the men and the women, you've got to give it up for 15 days. Yeah. How many great courses are going are to gonna say, yeah, yeah, we're going to shut down and give you the course? Well, so and I think I weather. Think I think I think weather is a factor going out where they've gone. You don't maybe have the delays, maybe when you have it in the southeast that time of year, uh, or even in the center part of the country. I think that's a, a part of it as well. But I, I think you're right. There's who wants to give up their golf course or who will for two weeks? That's no, it's, very it's few. Very I've few. seen the list of schools uh, or you know bids. It's not a lot. And, and, and I get that, mm-hmm. you know, if you have a membership or, hey, that could be a prime part of the season before people go away, you know, for Memorial Day. Um, I love it. I feel like it's been tempered and, you know, Wake Forest women the last couple of years as good as any. And they still haven't figured out Greyhawk. Yeah. And I remember Kim Llewellyn, the first year, final day of stroke play, they're not going to make match play. And she's got her yardage book and she's writing notes. And I'm like, whoa. You're getting after it today. She's like, "Oh, we're going to be back here next year. We're going to, we're going to figure this thing out." So it wasn't, "Oh gosh, we're not used to this." Okay, how are we going to adapt? How are we going to adjust? How are we going to get better? Um, hence, why Kim has really created something special at Wake Forest. Absolutely. Uh, one other thing: when we're out at the NCAA, as you mentioned, we got the medal play. You go into the match play. Uh, it's always intriguing to see how coaches match up the matches when they play against the other team, the five players and how they match that up. You've been part of that. There's got to be some strategy to that, or do they just kind of – some coaches just go in the order they want. Uh, what's your what, – you've seen some pretty cool things there where they've matched up against each other, and then, then the next team gets to pick. Uh, any stories from that where you've seen some pretty intriguing matches because of that? Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I won't throw any schools or coaches under the bus, but for a while I would – almost, you know, MC and host that uh, pairing situation. There was one school, you know, they would look at notes. They might talk to an assistant. There was one school that was on FaceTime with their analytics person back at their university. So when Jim Gallagher put out his son, they'd look at the phone, blah, blah, blah. And 18 seconds later, they say, this is your matchup. Did they crunch the numbers in that 20-second time to wow. say, this is the <laughs> best person? And again, I'm, I, loved, I love them all, so I'm never no. – afterwards, I asked, I said, what was that? And they're like, eh, we've got somebody that's calculated what are the best for you know, – and I'm like, whoa. Like, that's a deep dive. Um, you know, Chuck Winston at LSU when they won. <laughs> One through five. Doesn't matter. This is where they're going. Don't care who they play. I think you can – overanalyze it in my opinion certainly there's some strategy um you know you always knew Corey Wixit was going to be anchoring for Bama when they won Bobby Wyatt a quick player Dylan Minetti at Pepperdine now UNC you've got to put them off first because they're gazelles and if you bury them in a lineup so you'll have coaches saying it's more important for them to be comfortable as opposed to oh we like that matchup so I think uh through the years, I've seen more comfort situations. Once in a while, you'll get somebody that says, hey, coach, I want that kid. I don't care how, I want him. So once, uh, once in a blue moon, you'll get that match that maybe people watching really understand why. 
And a lot of times they have no clue that maybe there's a little bit of a rift or a background between two right. of these individuals that they want to get after. But the analytic FaceTime one was still, I marveled at looking, 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 nothing said. They flashed a card or something and they gave me a name, but they told me why, how that all happened. And I said, you guys are committed to the analytic craft. Well, that's back <laughs> and, to and that's the way, well, that's back that's, to the way we talked about the, where the game's gone, uh, and that's back to that. That's yeah. amazing. I've never heard that story. Uh, that is really that's um, it is because I've I've sat there with coaches and uh, I did the SEC when uh, when Ole Miss won uh, the SEC and just watching them go back and forth and and there is something put your fast player out there first but you you're right you may have a kid and I could think of a few we're not going to mention those that would be kind of cool to see those matchups and let them go after it uh, we've covered those a little bit last year uh, but this has been intriguing I mean this is this is such a good podcast we're going to split this up into two different ones. Uh, because I think everybody's really learned so much from you today. But what's next up for you when we put the first one out? It'll be, uh, I think, just before the Darius Wrecker. I think that's the next one on uh, on the table for you, isn't it? Yep, headed to Hilton Head this weekend. Darius Rucker in her collegiate year number two, Long Cove. Arguably the strongest regular season women's event all year long. So the fact that we get to air it on Golf Channel, uh, that's a thrill. Then we start for me, PGA Tour, Bay Hill players. Then we start getting into Augusta National Women's Amateur, Majors, NCAA, possibly Empo, USGA, all that good stuff. But, um, you know, I'm lucky. I'm fortunate. I really do uh, appreciate our friendship and you allowing me to share my background. Uh, it's something I take pride in um, and probably don't appreciate the journey as much. But, uh I had a lot of people tell me no, and a lot of people say there was no way I was ever going to be on air on Golf Channel. Um, and luckily, I was just naive and probably a little arrogant at 24, 25. And I'll, I'll leave you with this. I always recall my program director in South Carolina at the radio station I worked at. They were aware of my passion and my desire to get to Golf Channel and saw my disappointment when my letters were unanswered or it just didn't get the response I was looking for. And he said, what's your backup plan? Mm. And I didn't hesitate. And I said, I have no backup plan because as soon as I have one, I'm allowing myself to say that I'm not going to fulfill my dream. And um, maybe now that I'm an old man or at least a middle-aged man, um, this Take some guts, I think, to say that. Maybe stupidity as well, but I was never going to allow anyone to get in the way of my dream of working at Golf Channel. Um, now, different situation. You're in your 20s. You're not married. You have no kids. You have no responsibilities. You don't have two coins to rub together. Um, but I end with that because that is my journey in a nutshell. And for all the parents and, and kids listening, Go for it. Go for it. At this point of your life, don't have a backup plan. There'll be a time you've got to have a backup plan right. if you get married, if you have kids, and if you have a mortgage. I didn't have one. I had great supporting parents that helped me along the way, um, but I always believed the moment you had a backup plan of chasing your dream, you were now accepting that your dream was not going to happen, and I just wasn't, gonna, wasn't going to allow it. And 
as I said, I've fooled them for 23 years and hopefully I can go for another 23 before they show me the door. Well, you do a great job. And here's how I always end my podcast, whether life or golf, you may have only one shot and you got to make it count. You've made it count. I appreciate you being with us, uh, Steve. And, uh, We'll work together at NCAAs. I'm calling holes. I think you're probably hosting if I'm calling holes. So uh, we'll have a good couple weeks out there. It'll be a blast. Thanks for having me, Jim. Well, that was a great uh, couple podcasts with Steve Burkowski. We split it up into part one and part two. Hope you enjoyed both of those. If you didn't hear uh, part one and you just finished up part two, go on back and listen to that. Uh, some good stuff here in his story, how he got to work for Golf Channel and some of his background. And then uh, part two covers more of on the women's and men's side of college golf. So some great stuff uh, from Steve, and we appreciate him being with us. Until next time, I'm Jim Gallagher, Jr. Just a husk of hot tamale.